Michael, you know you don't have to feel pressured to come with us to check on Crystal. I know. I've had time to process it a little. And I think I want to now. Well, if it gets to be too much for you, just let us know. Yeah, I'll make an excuse to get you out of there. Thanks. Hey, look, someone's already at their house. It looks like whoever it is might be leaving, though. Wait a minute. Is that Doc? It sure looks like him. Why would Doc be at Crystal's house? Well, he is a psychiatrist. I wonder if he's providing counseling to the family or something. But who's that guy he's getting in the car with? He kind of looks like Braden Fields from Channel 11. That is him! Oh my god, Doc actually knows him. Yeah, we all sort of do. (laughs) What do you mean, sort of? How long have you been keeping this from me? (laughs) Yet another very long story, Mac. It's definitely not something we can explain in the next 30 seconds between here and Crystal's front door. (laughs) Well, I am all ears when you have the time. That guy is definitely one bodacious hunkasaurus. Oh my god, Mac. Bodacious hunkasaurus. Seriously? Someone sounding jealous again. (laughs) Why do you think Doc and Brayden were at Crystal's? And together. I'm not sure. Could it be that Brayden's investigating the disappearances for a show? Maybe. But that doesn't explain why Doc's with him. You're right. He was at my house just this morning and never mentioned anything about meeting up with Brayden. Should we bring it up next time he's at your house checking on Kenny? I don't know. That's a whole different mess we've got going on at home. Right. Definitely more pressing than Claire's disappearance. So... Claire Rodriguez at a stack of one of the flyers we found at Damien's. Coincidence? My gut says no, but right now it proves absolutely nothing. But what I'm interested in now is what these numbers are. Right. When I saw that flyer at Damien's, I thought it was just art, so I didn't think twice about it. Do you think Damien's friends are part of the same group as Claire's? Let's not jump to that conclusion so suddenly. Every story has two sides. And Mrs. Hunter's account of Damien's friends was not without its share of embellishments and omissions. I'd rather we have something a little more solid on that front. Right. But I wonder who that Joshua person is Claire's parents mentioned. Thanks for coming by. You too, Michael. I thought your dad was only working here in Austin until May. Oh, um, after the pandemic put his architecture project here on hold, we came back again for the summer. Well... I appreciate y'all stopping by. So, how are you doing, Crystal? I'm okay, I guess. Confused, angry, I don't know. I feel the same way too. That makes total sense. Yeah, well, what doesn't make sense is how Claire just changed all of a sudden, overnight. Wow, and then she just vanished? Pretty much, she did leave a letter behind. So we know she's where she wants to be. I just worry that she's being controlled. As in brainwashed? Yeah. I'll never say this to my parents, but if you ask me, I think she might be a member of some cult. Uh, Like an actual cult? Yeah. Listen, she and I used to tell each other everything. And right before she got completely sucked in, 
She said that she and some friends from Baylor would meet up with students at UT and even down at Texas State from time to time. Here, this is one of their flyers. Interesting artwork. What are all these numbers? She wouldn't say. It's like a members only thing. She said it's how they communicate. Crystal, was that Braden Fields leaving right before we got here? Yeah, he and that other guy were here asking questions about Claire for some show he's doing. So Braden is investigating this. But why is Doc helping him? Who knows? Should we give them a hand? I mean, we do make a great team, the four of us. Doc still lectures us about everything that happened with Vizenica, and we practically saved the planet. Do you really think that's a good idea? Right. Bargo Productions presents Lucidus Samia, starring Maya Doliol as Kendra Nichols, Alistair Cato as Michael Fahm, Bradley Gareth as Brayden Fields, and Vinay P. Nariani as Dr. Sanjay Padaki. Barros, creator of this podcast, and this is season two, episode three, entitled The New Colossus. And when you closed your eyes just now, what did you see, Kenny? Nothing. Absolutely nothing? Nope. Zero. Is it because you're not trying? Well, maybe. Kenny, we'll never get you back to the right place in time if you don't try. I know, but... (laughs) Doc, why do you want me to go back to mean old Dr. Blakely? I don't like him. Kenny, it's a lot more complicated than that. In the story about Rosemary, she had a fantastic adventure just like you're having right now. But she was only a visitor and needed to return home to be with her family. But I am with my family. You're my family too, Doc. Everybody's already here. Yes, you're right. But... So why do I have to go back? (sighs) Let's talk more about this later. Okay? Okay, but please let me stay. Hey, Kenny. Do you want to go outside with me to play with Buster before I head to my cheerleading workshop? Sure. Come on, Buster. We'll be right back. Now that was heartbreaking. Yeah. Even though we already know she's going to be out of that facility just a couple of months after she goes back. She won't even remember Blakely while she's there. Yeah, but she doesn't know that. And if I'm honest... I don't even know that. What do you mean? I still haven't figured out how we're supposed to get her back to 82. And however we do it, it has to be the exact same way it was done the last time. What if, in trying to do it perfectly, we actually get it wrong and undo everything by accident? Yet another paradox, I'm afraid. But who's to say this isn't that altered reality right now? It's truly mind-boggling when you think about it. The good news is we've got a little over a week left to figure this all out. But the bad news is, we've only got a little over a week left to figure this out. I bet you didn't think you'd be spending your time off dealing with this dilemma, Dr. Padaki. No, it's a rather complex situation that has completely stumped me. 
So I've been doing a little psychiatric consultation for Braden Fields on his new show. Oh? And how's that going? It's been interesting. But what I'm really hoping is that Braden's story gives me enough of a distraction to trigger the eureka moment we need to get little Kenny back to her proper place in time. Because right now, I'm completely dumbfounded. And if we miscalculate, the consequences could be disastrous. Donna? Brayden! What a surprise! What is this? Twice in five days? It's like I never left Channel 11. I just stopped by to get some police brackets for that story. You know, the one I told you I was working on. Oh, yeah? Well, so am I. Oh, I'm sure your story is much juicier than mine. Has the network given you a date for your first special yet? Not yet. I owe them all my footage by mid-August, though. Right now, I'm just doing some research. Well, we're all definitely looking forward to it. Look, I'll leave you to it. I'm sure I'll see you later this week. <laughs> Probably. Bye, Brayden. Good to see you again, Donna. Hi, excuse me. Yes, how can I help you? I'm here for a public records request. Oh, all right. I just need you to fill out a couple of forms first. Oh, I already have them filled out. And here's a check for the processing fee. <gasps> well, look at you. Being all Mr. Prepared and stuff. You sound surprised. Well, I'm used to dealing with teenagers who never know they're up from their left and they're right from their down. <laughs> I work as a receptionist at one of the high schools during the school year, and the things those kids come up with, ooh, I tell you. I can only imagine. <laughs> hmm. Well, uh, now that's interesting. Uh, uh, what is? Well, that nice young lady, the, the one you were just talking to, Yes, she just left here with copies of almost all of these same records in your request. Really? Oh, well, I guess I wasn't supposed to tell you that. <laughs> Never mind me. Well, the good news is I already have these files pulled. <laughs> so you just have yourself a little seat over there, and I'll get these right on out, okay? Yep, uh, sure. Is Donna working on the same story? Okay, let's go over the plan one last time. Dewan and I will register for the 9 o'clock campus tour for a first-class guided trip around campus. And we'll look for these flyers or anything along the way that might have these numbers on them. I'll have the least amount of time because of my workshop, but I'll check around the gymnasium when I can. And I'll go to the quieter places like the libraries to see if I find anything there. Are you sure you're going to be okay on campus by yourself? By myself is how I usually do my best research. Well, we should probably get going to make sure we can register in time. So we'll meet back here at 2.30? Deal. See y'all in a few hours. So, have you heard anything back from Roswell yet? Yeah. Yesterday when I got home, I scanned that flyer Crystal gave us and sent it to him. What did he say? He said the numbers aren't numbers. Yet clearly they are. I know. He's already figured out what they mean. Uh, then why won't he just tell you? Oh, he is. But tomorrow. Uh, why tomorrow? Probably some power play. I get the sense that he takes pride in feeling like he's smarter than everyone else. <laughs> You think? I'm meeting him at a coffee shop in Kansas City tomorrow morning. He said he doesn't trust leaving how to decipher it in a bulletin board message. But if he sees you again, wouldn't he figure out you're the same person from Chicago who was talking to him about Latrodectus? Oh, no. I made up a new handle to talk to him about this. I even told him that you and I bumped into him at Penn Valley Park under this new one. Ah, smart. But, Michael, don't you already know how to remote view? Couldn't you just teleport to wherever Claire is? My remote viewing isn't that good yet. I have to know the place exists first before I can just show up, and I have no clue where Claire might be. 
You, my friend, are the one that can remote view just about anywhere in the world by just holding an object. <laughs> well, I used to when I was a kid. Too bad I haven't gotten those abilities back yet. They'd sure come in handy right about now. These are all the files I could get from APD today. I've already sorted them into these different stacks based on whether they disappeared with or without leaving a note. Anything interesting so far? Actually, yes. More people have been reported missing in the last year than mentioned in the Statesman. Ten since the pandemic alone left the same type of letter behind, but all of the cases were closed with the same conclusion. That no crime was committed since it's not against the law for adults to not want to be found. Anything linking them to Claire or Damien? Not directly. Just that they left letters behind. They were also all around the same age, though. Older than 18, but younger than 25. No one missing named Brian or Joshua yet. Curious. How many were linked to the universities in the area? Only a handful. But you just gave me an idea. Are you up for going to the University of Texas real quick? You're not suggesting we go undercover and try to pass ourselves as Generation X, are you? I mean, just a few days ago, you said I was stuffy. Hey, I'm only a year shy of being in Gen X. But no, not that. Just made me think of something. These records are from APD, which is only one of Austin's jurisdictions. Ah, got it now. There's also the campus police department. Bingo. Once we score records from the campus police, we might have ourselves a more complete picture. I was so lost without you and everyone here. I just had to get back as soon as I could. You know you could have moved into the community full-time a long time ago, Claire. The door was always open. You ask me? I think you made it a lot harder on yourself than it needed to be by leaving in the first place. Yeah, I know. Uh, my family situation is just complicated. I mean, my parents still had a lot of control over me. Or so I thought. Control. There it is. Glad you brought that word up. Think of all the systems in place, Claire, designed to keep people from recognizing their inner power. Hell, even... The dynamics built in the families are designed to control. Almost every single person is here because they finally broke that system, finally broke free. And then their families abandoned them in kind. Including mine. When I no longer subscribed to the whole school thing, they just took everything away from me and forced me to move back into that house. But being home made me sick. I didn't realize how materialistic my upbringing was. Did your parents not love you? Well, they did. Um, in fact, we... <laughs> we had an amazing relationship until... Until what? Until I finally opened my eyes and realized how much they're wasting away with things that are distracting them from what's important. Claire, in this community, we try to live without judgment. We don't give a shit about what other people are doing. We're rebels. But I, but I thought... Listen, Claire... Our job is to find the people who really want to be here with us and not give a flying fuck about those who don't. That's why I didn't say shit when you tried to move back in with your parents. If you don't want to be here, it's not my problem. But you said... The things I said were to build confidence in people who had faith in systems that failed them and left them with nothing. And I judge those systems, I hate those systems, but that's not exactly your experience, Claire. Before this, you had a family that loved you. Hell, they even sent you off to college. You're here now because you want to be. And that's completely fine, too. I do want to be here. I, I really do. It's got everything I need. Yeah, we're not doing bad here. We got a garden with fresh veggies to feed us, a farm with animals that provide an endless supply of milk, meat, and eggs. It's great to know where your food's coming from. 
But I think maybe best of all is the incredible community that we've built. And look, our little clinic is even almost ready for when people get sick. Soon we won't even have to rely on our shitty medical system. All because of you. You bought this land and made this place possible. Stop idolizing me, Claire. It makes me uncomfortable, you know that. Uh, I know, sorry. But I have a question for you. Why do you call our little community Colossus? The name just feels not like you. Because the words from the new Colossus felt very fitting. Give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses yearning to breathe free. Which is mounted at the Statue of Liberty. But just last week, though, you were so anti-Fourth of July. And the Statue of Liberty is a symbol of that version of freedom. They're beautiful words. That doesn't make them have any less meaning. Listen, I hold a critical view of that holiday because it is rooted in hypocrisy. Think about the founding fathers who wrote the Declaration of Independence, right? All men are created equal. So these hypocrites signed the Declaration of Independence, feel good about themselves, walk home, give themselves a big pat on the back, and they eat a dinner made by slaves. In a house cleaned by slaves, on a farm manned by slaves. The freedom that this country celebrates was never meant for all of its citizens, Claire. Wow. I never thought of that. So, why am I anti-4th of July? I'd say that has a bit to do with it. And hell, I'm anti any system that tells you what you can and cannot do. But at Colossus, you can be whoever the hell you want to be. This is what I think of when I think of freedom. Yes, I feel completely free. Well, not completely free. We will not be free as a community until we all clip our wings. Only then will you know the meaning of being free. All right. Nothing that looks anything like that flyer Crystal gave us is on this bulletin board. Guess I'll have to keep looking. I wonder if Mac and Dewan have found anything. Michael? Huh? Doc? What are you doing here? Oh, um, Kendra is at her cheerleading workshop, and Mac and Dewan are doing a campus tour. But why are you here? Oh, I... I didn't want to be at home by myself. You shouldn't be here, Michael. <laughs> why? What's the big deal? I should not have to go through this with you again. You know what the big deal is. Why is it that everyone gets on me for staying to myself and not getting out of the house, but the moment I do, all I hear is stay inside and not have friends? Would you rather me be locked up in my room depressed again? Michael, I'm not saying that. Then what exactly are you saying, Doc? Michael, I need you to listen to my voice. Now take a second to breathe. Now hear me out. Kendra's neighborhood, the Avalon, and practically anywhere near your home in Chicago are a lot different from being on this college campus. Do you remember where you were when the two of us first met? Yeah, at my bio dad's work. Precisely, at a university where I was doing a guest lecture. Who's to say that Dr. Blakely will never be here doing the same thing? But why isn't it a big deal that Kendra's here? Because Blakely knows she lives in Austin and would expect her to be here. Her parents are professors at this university, after all. You do know Blakely knows where you live, right? Yeah. And surely you know he's had people watch you from time to time. He's done it to all of us. <sighs> yeah. Well, I didn't know that for sure, but I had a feeling. Michael, you're getting older and the training wheels must come off at some point. I get that. I just want you to be vigilant. I know. 
and sorry, Doc. We've been working on my temper for a couple of months, and I still have a long way to go, I guess. I don't expect perfection from you. You're the only one who expects that from yourself. We are all works in progress. Ah, that must be Braden. I was to meet him back at the campus police headquarters five minutes ago. Crystal Rodriguez said you and Braden were at her house yesterday asking questions about her sister's disappearance. Are you helping him with his show or something? Only the first episode. For now. Have you figured anything out yet about where Claire might be? Not yet. But look, I have to get back to Braden. Just stay out of sight, okay? I will. Duck, there you are. Sorry, I'm a little late. Anything interesting from the campus police records? Just a few more instances of people disappearing without a trace, except for leaving a letter behind in their dorms. Sounds like we hit the jackpot then. What's interesting, though, is one of the disappearances was officially considered a crime scene, so we have a little more to go off of than just a missing person report. A crime scene? Yeah. Kidnapping. We looked at every bulletin board on that tour, and nothing looked even remotely like this flyer. Well, what about these numbers? Did they turn up on anything? Nothing. I wonder if we came up empty-handed because it's summertime and nothing really happens on campus this time of year. Hey. Oh, hey, Kenny. What's up? What are you doing in here? We're just talking. Did you see your friend Claire today? How do you know about... Right. I forgot I used to practically hear and see through walls. Hey, What else do you know? Well, I know you have a big crush on, you know, and that you Uh, want... Uh, Let's keep that one a secret, okay, Kenny? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, but did you see your friend Claire yet? Well, no. We still don't know where she is. Is she hiding from you? No, she's missing. Oh, maybe I can help. Unfortunately, there's not much to really help us with right now. Besides, you're just a little kid. I'm not a little kid. I'm very smart. In fact, Mommy calls me little lady all the time. That's not what I meant. Well, what did you mean? What I meant was everything we've done today just required being a teenager. That's all. What's your point? Uh Uh-oh. You'd better choose your next words wisely and mean it. She'll be able to tell if you're lying. My point is, the next time we look for something, maybe we'll take you with us. Nice try. Anyway, if you change your mind, my offer still stands. Now, if you'll excuse me, I'll be in the living room doing little kid things. (laughs) Oh, my God. Did I offend her? (laughs) I think you might have. It's so funny seeing you again at that age, Kendra. And if that is the same Kendra we met in first grade, I'm never going to live this down. Thanks for meeting with me in person, Roswell. Hey, my pleasure. It's good to see you again. Where's your friend? My friend? The one who was with you last time? Oh, she's home right now. Oh, that's a shame. I like her. She's smart. I like smart people. So why are you here? Um, I told you. I need help decoding the numbers on the flyer I sent. I know that. But why are you here? Because you said you knew the answer? You're not answering my question. Actually, I'm not sure I understand your question. The effect is you need help with these numbers. But what's the cause? Oh, I see. Someone's missing that had a stack of that flyer I sent you. We think those numbers might shed some light on who she's with. Missing? 
Then why are you talking to me and not the cops? Because missing might be the wrong word. She moved out unexpectedly and left a letter behind telling her family not to look for her. Uh, how old is this missing person? 20, I think. Maybe 21 now. Definitely no crime there. So what have you done so far to decode these numbers? After you said they weren't numbers, I tried matching them with the alphabet, both forward and backward. But the letters were just as random as the numbers, and I couldn't find any words that made sense. You're on the right track here, but that's only half the story. Half? That's why your results seem so haphazard. You need to decrypt the letters. I see. But how? There are so many ways this could go. But only one way will unveil the truth. <sighs> Look, Roswell, I need to know what this code means. If my friend is in trouble, this could be the only way to find her. I don't have time to figure this out by myself. But you just said she left on her own. If this is a police matter, you should speak to them, not me. But- Listen, I'm not going to do the cop's job for them. You need to talk to them. Oh. Well, thanks for nothing, then. And to think I actually looked up to you. Thanks for the bagel. The New Colossus. Huh? The New Colossus. That's what those numbers spell out. But I thought... <laughs> I said I wasn't going to help the pigs, and, well, clearly, you're not one of them. Wow. Thanks. Well, what can I say? I like smart people. Now sit down. Let me show you how I decrypted this message, and when we're done, maybe we can chat a little about that temper of yours. Why are you so concerned about my temper? You don't even know me. No, uh, well, I, I guess you're right, but I'll say this much. If you don't learn to control your fight or flight when the going gets tough, you're going to get yourself into a heap of trouble. Okay, Doc. Now that we've gone through all of these files, what's your take? All these disappearances, they've got to be connected. The letters left behind, they all say almost the exact same thing. But where did they go? And are they there willingly? What of the report with the kidnapping claim? Turns out it was just some guy trying to skip his exams. He later confessed he made up the part about someone taking his roommate at gunpoint when his roommate actually left all on his own. But he did leave a letter behind. But look at this picture from that file, Brayden. Isn't that the same flyer that Damien and Claire had? Where? There on the desk. Look through this magnifying glass. Wow, Doc. Good find. That's definitely the same flyer. This is the third disappearance with that flyer attached to it. That we know of. I'll try to secure a few more interviews over the next few days. I have a feeling it's going to show up again. Hmm. And I'll look at these numbers closer. It's got to be a code of some sort. But will it mean anything to us even if we figure it out? Who knows? But we can almost guarantee that wherever it originated is where we'll find Claire, Damien, and whoever else disappeared. Your friend Dewan is mean. Oh, are you still thinking about what he said yesterday? You heard him. He called me a little kid. All of my friends are adults. Even Michael's an adult now. Oh yeah, it's true. You've never really had friends your age yet. Well, Michael was my age, but he grew up. Is Claire your friend? Sort of. I'm more friends with her sister, Crystal, but we all spent a lot of time together in this neighborhood the last nine years. Oh. Why do you keep saying she's missing? Well, because she disappeared from her house. She only left the letter behind, and no one knows where she is. But she's not missing. She's with her friends. What? do you mean? Well, this piece of paper you said was- Oh, that's a flyer. We think she might have been passing them out before she disappeared. But she didn't disappear. She's with her friends. How are you so sure? Because when I pick it up, I can see where she is. Wait, what? And if we move the chickens over to this side of the yard, 
we could raise bees in this area, here, without the risk of them getting disturbed. Uh, what do you think? I think I'm going to trust your judgment on this one. This is way over my head. And you're the one who was majoring in agriculture. Joshua, good morning. You wanted to speak with me? Damien, yes. Good morning. Come on in. Hi, Damien. Uh, should I leave? No, you're fine. Have a seat, Damien. Is everything okay? Oh, we're more than okay. I just wanted to check in with you, see how everything's been going since you moved in. Is everything here to your liking? Oh, yes. Uh, I can't thank you enough for taking me and AJ in. We had nowhere to go after my mom changed the locks on us. She didn't approve of our relationship. I don't think she approves of anything I do, if I'm honest. Well, you won't have to worry about that bullshit anymore. I just really hope you and AJ are happy here. Oh, trust me, we are. It's good to be in a place where we aren't told we're gonna burn in hell every day. Fuck them, Damien. Your mama and every one of those hypocrites who think they're better than everyone because they believe in a 5,000-year-old book of fairy tales fucking deserve each other, dumb fucks. But it is funny once you think about it. What is? Well, how the ultra-religious claim to know their Bible so well. When Jesus, he taught love. He taught patience. He championed the underdog. I mean, he definitely never taught people to hate their own children and lock them out of their homes like your mama did you. Thank you for saying that. It's not something I'm used to hearing. Of course. Now, do you have any questions for me? About what? Anything. Why I built Colossus, or how I keep my hair so shiny and perfect and flowing all the time? <laughs> <laughs> no. No questions. Fair enough. Well, the door is always open. And listen, I know I may say some things that might sound crazy or outlandish sometimes, uh, so I really, I expect you to have questions. Maybe even doubts from time to time. And that's perfectly okay. There's no blind faith bullshit here. Just know you can always ask. I will. Thank you. No, thank you. Now, get your ass back on out there. That mural you're painting ain't gonna finish itself. All right. Thank you again. Now that is one amazing young man. Yeah, he is. But hearing you talk and inspire everyone here, I can't help but see the parallels. Parallels? What do you mean by that? Yeah, I know you're not into religion, but it's almost like you're our... Jesus, Brian. What the hell did you just no, say? No, I, I mean, I'm I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to say his name. And you can't make that mistake ever again, Claire. Brian is dead, remember? I killed that bastard myself. You have been listening to Lucid Asomnia. This episode was written by Rick DeBarros. It starred Maya Doliol as Kendra Nichols, Alistair Cato as Michael Fahm, Bradley Gareth as Braden Fields, and Vinay P. Nariani as Dr. Sanjay Padaki. It featured Dexter Howard as Joshua, Blair Green Osako as Young Kendra, Gary Gibbs as Kenneth, Sheila Morris as Sandra, Maganda Marie as Mackenzie, Jared J. Lee as Dewan, Chelsea Kraus as Claire, Crystal, and the police station receptionist, Reed Donut as Damien, Pete Camby as Roswell, and Tamika Diaz as Donna Rutledge. Casting was by Jennifer Rausch and Robert Garza. The original theme song was composed by Yakov Svechkovich and remixed for season two by Elgin Thrower Jr. More information about this podcast, including links to the enhanced visual version, can be found at luciddreamspodcast.com. Copyright 2024, Bargo Productions.